You're listening to another episode of Open Source CXO, the podcast designed to share insights on how to excel in your business using technology, regardless of the industry. Host Robert Kehoe is a self-taught software developer who has grown to the role of CEO. Renowned for his collaborations with organizations such as Stanford University, Nelnet, and Louis Vuitton, he continually seeks new challenges to conquer in the world of tech. Accompanying him is Don Blackburn, a veteran COO with over 25 years of experience in cultivating diverse relationships and driving innovation in various technical projects. Each week, they'll be sitting down with some of the nation's foremost technology leaders to develop an open source playbook, drawing from their firsthand experiences in the field. Let's talk some tech. Today, our guest is Ben Cottrell, VP of Engineering for Homebase, a local company here in Kansas City. Welcome, Ben. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. Um, Homebase is a smart building technology company, uh, mostly focused on multifamily buildings, apartment buildings, um, student housing, um, and we build solutions around access control, Wi-Fi, uh, thermostats, like smart integration into apartment buildings. Um, and we were re recently acquired by a company called Quext, based out of Lubbock, Texas. A very similar company, a lot of synergy there. So that's, that's what I'm working on right now. I still wouldn't mind talking a little bit about the acquisitions I, thing, just I because would. the fact that you've done four of them is crazy to me. Yeah. And I think it's going to be, I don't think, I've never talked to anybody that's been through four acquisitions. You, so you rarely talk to one that's has been through one. just tossing you around, man. <laughs> Various sizes, like, you know, some bigger uh, than others, I'll say. But yeah. yeah. But from an acquisition standpoint, you've been on both sides, right? Mm -hmm. From the acquiring and, and being acquired. Mm -hmm. uh, what are the biggest challenges? I would think from a tech standpoint. Overlap would be kind of like, it's what if, what it's if you're the CTO, you've acquired a company who has a CTO, mm -hmm. or you were acquired, they have a CTO. What do you do with the extra CTO, you know? Yeah. So I'm very curious about merging teams as well. Uh, obviously, it's highly dependent on the situation. Some situations are asset purchases, like, you know, strip them for parts situations yeah. like I, I thankfully have not been through anything like that the I, I think the situations that I've been have been ha, have been really good you know relative to a lot of what other people have been through and typically what happens is you start with um, like what are some obvious redundancies usually like in the software right like um, we're both you know you're using rippling we're using gusto or zero or whatever right. Why have why pay two bills? So that's like the low hanging fruit, and then you start to work on. You have to go through the process of merging, and yeah, and that sounds like yeah. a task. Well, and and you have to evaluate like what's our return? Like, is yeah. is it worth the cost of doing this, or should we keep paying this hundred dollars a month? Like, you know, it's all the right. evaluation of, of sure. cost benefit, mm -hmm. um, but. You know, and then typically, like some obvious redundancies are usually in like HR or operations. Right. Um, again, thankfully, I don't, I don't think a lot of that happened. Um, I know a lot of it didn't happen with the home-based Quest merger. I don't think a lot of that happened with Storable. Like it's been a while, so I don't remember, but, but, you know, we were very, I think very fortunate in that. Um, so yeah, operations and then like, usually the last thing is, is the engineering team because it's so complicated and you have different tech stacks and you know, egos and product and all of this. Um, so um, it, it's something you have to work out. Usually somebody, I mean, I, not usually, always it's like one person, one of the CTOs becomes the other's boss, you oh, know. Yeah. And um, I'm sure that's worked out beforehand, but that still would be kind of an interesting 
you know, process. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things where you tell yourself, like, um, I don't have an ego, you know, it's not a big deal. And I've never like had a real problem with it, but you know, everyone deals with it differently. But I think, again, it comes back to the people involved and, and usually you want people in your company with a high emotional intelligence that are able to say, well, you look at it as an opportunity um, and an adventure and a journey. That's the way I t- try to look at it. That's the way I try to talk about it with my team and get them to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and, and so I haven't been through a situation where I've had to like lay people off or, or anything oh, like good. that, thankfully. Because and, and usually that's in software, unusual. Well, I mean, what, so the, the company down in Texas, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's but cool. The company down in Texas, they acquired you guys. You know, what's to say they want to keep, you know, the Philippine based developers if maybe right. they have their own set of developers. So have they, they chosen to, to keep them engaged and doing their thing. So for right now, it's still pretty business as usual. Uh, and I think that's smart for um, at least for a while. Right? For a while, you know, the thing is, at first, it's just a cacophony. Like, there's so much going on; it's impossible to make like really good like co- decisions that complex and strategic that early on. Mm-hmm. You you have to let things settle a little bit. Let I mean, even just understanding each other's product is a huge thing. You know, you think you know somebody's product right. and, and you think you're speaking the same language and you say, well, we have a payments platform um, and you have a payments platform. But it's like, well, what does that mean? You know, are you handling recurring payments and do you handle refunds? And like, and so you have to get down to the nitty gritty of all those? that. Do you guys merge? Are you planning on merging the products or keeping them sort of separate? That's an interesting topic. So with, with Quex, the decision was made. Yes, eventually the idea that the, the products are so similar that at some point in time, we haven't made a decision, okay. there will be one product. There's no reason to have two. That's two dev spins. That, that's right, a, right. The, 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 you know, the acquisition process for that alone might be kind of, you know, right. a, a while in the making, I'd imagine. Right. It's not something you could flip a switch, turn on, right. you know. But, so that is, and if I overstep my questions here, feel free. No, I don't want to cross over. I, I won't say anything okay. I'm not supposed to say. <laughs> Uh, I've been well trained. Um, so, but on the flip side, so at Storable, we, um, or it was Red Nova, and we merged with a company called SiteLink, which was a direct competitor. But it, it, we made the decision explicitly to not merge the products. We made yeah. that decision because they were, they were different enough. Right. Um, theirs was a Windows based platform, ours was a cloud platform. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, you know, stronger in this set of you know there's two markets right and so that was the distinction that was made and the sales team decided you know okay this lead is probably a better you know and we didn't hide it from anybody it's just like these are two products that this company can sell um but that's not always the case so what happens in the case where let's say i don't know what your guys tech stacks are i thought yours was laravel and php yeah um but in lubbock let's say it was dot net and let's say they've acquired your guys' product, whatever. It could be, you know, mer- merging the teams. What happens to the developers who are, you know, and you, let's just say you decide to merge those platforms. And over time, you know, that's what you guys do. I could imagine having a bunch of PHP developers on a .NET project mm-hmm. may not be the best plan forward. Is that something that you you just deal Retool. with kind of as a, yeah, so I mean, I, I'd imagine it. that would have to be, you know, yeah. at least thought about. It definitely. I, I think the best case scenario is it's very incremental and, um, and, and it's so complex, right? Because um, 
so even if we made the decision to say we're no longer going to do any PHP, we're all, in this case Java, um, we're only going to do Java, well, we still have customers that are on that PHP right. platform, and that's going to do, be, need to be right. maintained and supported for a while. Yeah. Um, in, in this case, it's in a situation uh, where they have both sides has a lot of value in different ways, and they have like they have their backend uh, service uh, microservices that are set up in a way that we could incrementally you know okay. like consume them. So yeah. that's one potential path. Or I, I think the worst thing you can do is make like a really big like knee jerk decision and say we're we're gonna Just do this. Right. Shut right? that one off and we're going. We're and, yeah, and 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 sometimes that's probably what has to happen. In this case, I think there's a really great path towards a, an incremental integration. Um, but, and then, yeah, it, it comes down to, um, is there still a place for the PHP developers? Um, and then it comes down to, um, once that, if that is no longer a thing, are they willing to, to pick, up to, to pick that some, would some, you guys give your devs time to, let, let's say that I would, okay. yeah, I would definitely, if they're interested, I mean, you know, there are varying opinions on, opinions on this, but I think a, a good developer, um, it should be able to syntax differences, right? right. And, um, and I think it's a it, it it's a lower cost, I would say, like to to retrain somebody that you really like that knows the industry, the platform, right. like all industry the intricacies, yep. um, than to bring somebody just totally new in. I, mean, I don't know if it's a cost savings, but it's it's probably not that much different. It could be a toss up. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's got to be a challenge in your one on ones at this point, doesn't it? A lot of people going, what? What's going to happen to me? You know, hey, we're, yeah. getting, we're getting acquired. It hasn't come up a lot, and I hope that's not because people don't want to ask me about it. But yeah. um, I try to be. I think the best thing to do in that scenario is just to be as transparent as possible. Sure, and, this is what I know. Right. Um, yeah, and and the whole company has tried to do that from the beginning. It's it's not well. I can't tell you that. It's like well, here's what I know. That's yeah. all I know. Even if it's I don't know. Um, changes, you know. Yeah. yeah, and so I try to just over communicate, and and every time I know something new, I'm either sharing that in one on ones or in like a lead meeting or like just trying to get. And some of that becomes water cooler talk and disseminates out to other people. Um, but it's it is very important to keep a very positive attitude, obviously, as a leader, and look at this as an opportunity, which you should, you know, like hopefully it is. Um, but it, at the same time, it's, it, you, you do want to be realistic and I would, I would never lie to somebody and say, you know, yes, your job is secure when I knew that it wasn't. Um, and I, and I do also, I try to, I, I try to ride the line of, you know, this looks really good, but at the same time, based on my experiences, you know, you honestly never know, like right. it, you never know when there's a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. It, I, I do not to the people listening to this, you know, developers that are listening, all right, I don't think that's the situation with Quex. I, I do think that this is a, a really good a merger, but at the same time, I've been through some situations that have made me, like, have a healthy amount of skepticism yeah, in, in these sure. types of situations. Have you had quite a bit of interaction with the new team? Yeah, yeah. Uh, leadership team has been down to Lubbock, and they've come here, and, um, you know, we just had a couple of meetings with, with some of their uh, leadership today. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, that's obviously really important is just, um, I, I think just, it's interesting because you have 
no matter how similar you think your cultures are and everything, it's always a little different. And, sure. and just giving people time to get to know each other and, you know, like you make assumptions about people based on one meeting and then you have to let that develop over time. And right. um, there's a, there's there's definitely a certain amount of just getting used to it that has to happen. And you have to balance that with urgency and and, and everything else. Gotcha. So the cultures are similar, you think? The cultures at, at Quex and Homebase, um, there, there's some differences there. And I think that um, you have to, you just have to figure out how to work through that. And, and that's what I always tell people is this is, this is the job, right? This is why we're here. You know, don't look at this as a, as a problem. You know, it's like, this is, this is, to me, it's fun. You know, it's sure. like, it's a problem it's to solve. It's yeah. a, you got to come up with strategies and, and, um, it, like I said, keep a healthy amount of skepticism, but but look at it as an opportunity. Yeah. Well, if nothing else, it's the difference between Lubbock, Texas, and Kansas <laughs> City, which is going to be fairly significant. So, the company that's acquired you guys, if they had, you know, and they might, a different process for handling various things, whether that's the way you guys check code into repos, or whether that's the way that somebody should be communicating, uh, if that changes, you know, things on your guys' side, that is it is it separated enough still to where you would have to kind of take that information and just kind of work with your your team? Or is that just, I guess, how does all that work? If, if they have like a, a difference of process entirely. Yeah. Um, so right now it's separate enough that it's not an issue. But um, the way I would think about it is I think that that should be pretty flexible all the time, right? You, I I would like to run teams where, you know, if if one team wants to do things one way and one team wants to do things another way, Kanban, Scrum, or whatever, if they have a good reason to do that, then do that. Um, and I would I I would if I were in a situation where, right after an acquisition, the new whoever says, okay, you have to do things this way now, and I you know I don't care why this is just how we do things. I would be very resistant to that. Um, and, and advocate against that um, for, for my team um, because I, I that to me there's a whole lot of problems yeah. with that whole situation yeah. um, and so I think that it, you know over time it would be good to start to unify you know larger principles and like what is it that we're trying to do um, but I, again, this is a, really a situation that I haven't run into um, at Storable. It was very similar, like very similar scrum processes on almost identical. So that was just not a thing. Yeah. Um, I do think that in this current situation, I think that they, they, they're they a little different. Um, but I and, and even based off of my conversations with their CIO, um, I think that there would be room to be like, you know, okay, we do, we still, we're just going to keep doing things this way. And that's a, the conversation that, that I had with him last week is, you know, we have a, a well-oiled machine and to do anything to disrupt that would be a disservice to the to company. Sure. Like, so why would you do that? Right. Like just to say, cause I think this is better than that. And, and so hopefully people yeah. don't run into that situation. Right. I don't know how no. you would handle that if you did. <laughs> yeah. It's just so intricate. This whole process seems in, you guys are, you know, not a tremendously large development team, but I could imagine bigger companies would just, just a challenge in my yeah. opinion. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, interesting. Okay. 
No. No, man, I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate you coming in and talking to sure. us. So this was uh, this was awesome. This awesome. Was a good conversation. Yeah, thanks for having Hope me. Hope you felt good about it, too. Definitely. Yeah. Anytime.